You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is a very extra special episode. Uh, I've, I've got Andy joining me. Andy, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Wonderful. I've got no silly gags for you. Sorry to not. This is that's okay. This is a very straight episode. Very, we're all business tonight. We're all yep. business. Yep. <laughs> Thursday night, tomorrow night. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's a Wednesday. Uh, this is the uh, 2019 wrap up of the equipment used in the PRS or whatever formal title we were meant to give this thing. Uh, but over the course of 2019, uh, at the matches, the, sur- the shooters were all surveyed and they entered the gear that they were using. And uh, if you remember, we did this a year ago and we, we polled all the, all the shooters of what they were using and, and then we talked it through. I don't know if you guys remember or if you've gone back and listened recently, but Andy, uh, that was his first appearance on the podcast, I reckon, mm. unless you – no, I reckon that was the first appearance you did on the podcast. Yeah, I don't remember. It was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember sitting there giggling because he was – he'd say some – some. he hadn't shot PRS yet. That was the big thing. He'd shot uh, some practical matches and bits and pieces, but he hadn't shot PRS. Yep. And uh, I remember we were talking about some equipment stuff and like, oh, I think it's going to trend towards – you know, I think we'll see some more 6.5s or whatever, yeah, yeah. Or whatever he said. <laughs> um, and I'm sitting there going – Got a bit to learn, man. <laughs> and, and then he's come through and like dominated the se- the season. So uh, he has learned a lot, a lot. I suspect it's going to be very. Mm. Di- you're going to be telling me what's going to be going on, and I'll be like, oh, oh I guess nah, well, maybe that'll work. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> we will see. So I've, I've just got a few more aspects. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting there, getting there. Yeah. Uh, so what we will be doing, we'll be going through each of the uh, the the categories. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube video of this, not the live one that our special Patreons are watching at the moment. Hello, Patreons. Thanks for supporting us. What's up? Um, the YouTube version of this podcast uh, will have the graphs uh, being displayed uh, as we talk about them, and you can find them on the Impact Dynamics website. If you would like, just uh, jump on there, look under the Precision Shooting Podcast. It should be there uh, unless it's somewhere else, and I'm sure you'll be able to find it somewhere. It'll be it'll be there. It'll be there, I promise. Hmm. It'll be there. Well, for this you know, at least six months or yeah, something until I delete it and then find some <laughs> new website and move on with other priorities in life, mm. like beer podcasts. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Speaking of which, so uh, let's let's kick things off. Let's kick things off. So uh, now we, I should, we, we probably should get this set up. We've got all the charts in front of us. We can see what's going on there. But I might just uh, bring up the 2018 ones as well. Andy, I think it uh, might be useful to have them on file so we can see how they have trended uh, since the previous year. Let's drag that up. That would have been really useful to look at prior to doing this. Um, anyway, that's uh, that's the way it is. This is, uh, I was going to say, this is, this is what happens when you're live, but we're not live at all. Um, so anyway, good. I'm glad we. I'm glad we're uh, comprehending this. All right, there's 2018. We've got the data it. there. We're just winging it. Yeah. Just making it work. Um, that's all happening there. Now, just to give some clarity, some full disclosure information about this, uh, the the information we're about to present. Uh, the shooters were polled every match. However, there was some data loss uh, sustained, and so this is a a picture from June through to when was the finale? November. Mm. 
Yep. June through to November. So there was uh, the matches from Mildura and from Monado. The data from there didn't make its way through to this data. However, to explain how the data was sourced, um, this only reflects the most up-to-date uh, equipment listing of uh, the each individual shooter. So if a shooter shot at, Mild- at Darwin, for example, and shot the finale, the data was drawn from their finale yeah. setup. Yep. Yeah, and and so if if shooter did shoot in Minato uh, or Mildura, and the, the data hasn't flowed through, um, but they then shot at Bucken, their information he's still present here and hasn't yep. actually lost anything. So I think I, th- I did work the number out. It's something like um, twelve shooters who only shot either Minato or Mildura and didn't shoot yep. another match. Yep. Uh, and and that's the only data it's affected. Oh. So it's about ten percent. Why didn't they shoot another match? I know. Oh, come on. I know. Come on, guys. Sort it out in twenty twenty. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, we are recording on the night the Boris Cold still open. Uh, went live about twenty six hours ago mm. and sold out about four hours ago. <laughs> twenty two hours, and it was. Uh, I've got my numbers wrong on that. But anyway, the twenty two hours it was available for and uh, and filled. The yep. 65 spots, which is incredible. Yep. Hot off the press. Yeah. So if Get you're not a, not a PRS member and you're planning on shooting matches, maybe sign up as a PRS member because it only got to member release. It didn't actually mm. get to public release um, for this one here. Anyway, yep. there's all the plugs. That's what we're doing. Uh, this this podcast is not formally sponsored by PRS, but I guess it may as well be. We'll just claim it is. All right, let's look at cartridges. So cartridges for 2019. I was going to say 2020 because that's what we're in. That's what we're dealing with. Um, right, most popular cartridge. Right, so we're looking at the 6.5 Creedmoor. 6.5 Creedmoor by a long way. Yep. Yeah, it's still dominating. Yeah. Well, it back in 2019. So 2018 numbers, it was about 46% and 2019 numbers, it's about 45%. Yep. <laughs> so it's basically no movement uh, at all. What is interesting, we had about 15% of the field using, 14% of this field using 308 Winchester. Um, that is up hmm. by about a percent on the previous year. Any ideas why you think that might have been? Um, this is where I'm going to come in with all my experience and say yeah, something right. stupid. This, is, this, yeah, this yeah. is the exact moment. I'm ah. like, I poised you up and you're ready to rock and roll ah. and now you're rolling with all your information that you've garnished over the year. I, I think it's just going to be more people jumping into it and just buying a rifle and, you know, they're just going with 308 yeah. off, the, off the shelf rifle. Sort of. Or it's guys, that's what they've got. Yep. That's probably, I think you're right. It's these new guys jumping in on it um, and they're just, that's what they've done. It's what they've used. Yep. Uh, there was a lot of 260s last time round. That has waned significantly, hasn't it? I came – where is it? There it is. Uh, there's about 5% Five, this yeah. year and it was about 12% last year. So that's dropped significantly. 6XC. Mm. What's really come through? The 6 mil Creedmoor has gone from a yep. couple of percent to about a 7 or 8. Yep. Um, 6BR has picked up a bit there, about 4, 4% from – yeah, a lot of those Not sixes have many. just started to gain a bit of traction and they probably will continue to. Yeah, there's only one or two BRs in uh, in 2018 and there's a, mm. there's a swag of them. In uh, 2019, anything else that's of interest? A few 2D3s, probably a similar amount. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. maybe a little under, but similar amount. Two four threes have dropped off just to just to Travi, I think. Just to Travi running his two four three. <laughs> I'm not sure there's too many others. Two four three AI as well. Um, Six point five PRC. Didn't see that the year before. Um, no, no massive surprises. The Creedmoor up, the BR up. Uh, no GTs in there yet. That'll change. That mm. will change. Uh, yeah, and and the others, um, but a lot more six mils. Look at yeah. that. It's a lot more six mils there. Yeah, I think as more manufacturers create six Creedmoor and uh, the six BR and like with the brass and bits and pieces, that that stuff will definitely start to jump up. Yeah, yeah. Se- six, seven different variations of six mil and two variations of six five, mm. three variations. Sorry, three zero variations. Forgot the PRC. Four variations, two sixty. I'm, I'm not good with numbers. Anyway, uh, that is, uh, <laughs> but the Creedmoor reigns supreme. Um, I think that, that is more so. I don't. Uh, this doesn't break down by top shooters. This just gives us the overall. Um, I suspect that you will find that that is. Um, the, the general, you know, if you're buying a gun for PRS now and you're buying factory, you're probably going to buy Creedmoor. Yep. Makes really good sense as to, to do that. Yep. Mm. All right. Uh, on to our next little category. Our next category is action by manufacturers. You want to give us some Ooh. of the, the top ones there, mate? Yeah, well, Tika's smashing it. Yeah, I think Tika's <laughs> got a pretty good variety of, of um, or good options for PRS rifles. Yep. Um and then we jump down to Accuracy International. Yeah, uh, Tika's about 30, 30-odd percent, 33% or so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. way up there. Accuracy International. Um, yeah, sitting about 11%. Yep. So, mm. uh, and, and there's there's Team AI that shot this last year, so yep. that's going to be a, you know, good, a good representation and a couple of others on top of that. Mm. Um, and we're jumping down to what's the next, Defiance. Defiance will be the next one in, just under yeah. 10%. Yeah, good custom action there. A lot of people, I think, are... Uh, jumping towards the custom actions now. Yeah, it's um, going to see more and more of that, and that's probably the. It's probably the when I having a look at the, the other numbers around it. Um, there's not a lot of custom actions that are close to that. Uh, mm. We've got the, the the next down. You your Hauer and Rugers. They're about on par with each other, um, which you, you're going to be finding mostly yep. in your in your um, production type guns. And yep. Bagara not far behind there, and and. What was the other one? I saw Remy. Remy are not be- far behind there, but then uh, Impact Action is probably the next highest. Mm. Big Impact and Bighorn, mm. um, and they're about half of what Defiance is. I think that that will change this year in 2020. As in more more custom actions. Uh, I, I, that is one factor, and then yep. I think also I think we may see the rise of the impacts uh, yep. a little bit more this year. I certainly know that there's there's more of them now. Yep. Um, in that mix, but I, I think you're right. I think that we will see more and more of the custom actions. There'll be more of those. Uh, let's have a yeah. look at what it was like. I mean, Ticker were, were, were a standout last year uh, as well. They were a bit under 30%, so they've actually gained some ground. Um, Defiance were the most popular custom action last year, um, and, and Accuracy International came in under that, um, so that's sort of swapped around a little bit. Uh, Defiance were... Actually, the exact same ten percent as mm. the previous year. So they, they still retained. It's a larger. There's more shooters this year, yep. and Defiance have retained that that uh, percentage. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think when I yeah when I sort of started off, I was you know custom actions was something that was like, well, they're just for the you know the top tier. They're like you know <laughs> right up there. But now like with so many manufacturers and chassis and things being made to mm. accommodate that stuff, it's you know. 
buy a chassis, buy an action, buy a barrel. Yeah. It all just gets smashed together and just and happens. Would you yeah. say that maybe over this year you've really learned the value of a, of a custom sort of setup, like where the benefits may be, even if you're not the top top ten shooter, it's yep. a, I think, yeah, it's a nice experience. It's a, it's, yeah, you, it's custom. It's very much fit for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm um, running a taker, so I haven't had a whole lot of experience with a custom action okay. apart from just playing with them. They definitely feel smoother. They yep. sort of cycle easier. Yep. Um, all that sort of thing. So I can I can see an advantage there. Okay. Um, oh, but, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, so as I mentioned, AI and Defiance are sort of uh, AI has picked up. They were in about hold about. We, we're ballparking these percentages because they line up somewhere between five and ten. So we'll say seven, and they're they're now sitting about eleven percent. So they've gained a little bit more, perhaps maybe because they entered the team and they've just got a bit yep. more presence and they got some guys out there pushing Good for it. Good social marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Ruger and Hauer, again, were locked last year, 2018. Um, so very much the same, mm. uh, same, I'd say same percentage, maybe a little bit more, and the same amount as each other. So that's very interesting. Surgeon were um, the next in line. Oh, actually, Surgeon Bighorn were the next two, and they were both in line this year. Sort of um, drop, drop Surgeon back a bit. have dropped mm. back a little bit. Uh, Bighorn are about about where they were, uh, maybe a little bit underneath. Um, so that's that's interesting to see. There was no impacts last year uh, at all. Um, yeah, Remy were Remy's Remington's picked up. What's going on there? There's a few more Remingtons getting old, out. I old think faithful. I th- yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. I think more guys shooting the series. Yep. We've expanded sort of how much equipment's being you know being used and on there and yeah. So some interesting things to to take away from there. Mm. Good. All right. Actually, uh, now I see. I have to. I have to take it back. Ruger had a larger market share last year than uh, Howard, just for my lack of uh, ability to create graphs in 2018. <laughs> I double listed them, so they uh, they got to, they got on two <laughs> lines. So they actually are pretty much on par with Defiance last year. I've I gotten better at these things. Uh, not better at speaking, but I've, I've gotten better at making graphs. And so mm. I've only put one Ruger in this time. Uh, which will show that Hauer have caught up a little bit. Yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me that they're there because, I mean, bang for buck, those those rifles, you know, people starting out will just jump straight on them. Um, you know, the, the Ruger RPR um, and the Hauer Bravos and that sort of stuff, they're just, you know, ready to roll. So it doesn't surprise me they're up there. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's break that down a little bit further. We've got uh, action by model uh, this year. Um, so looking at Tika, uh, the TAC A1. So TAC A1 is a T3 yep. X really, but the, it's been broken down by TAC A1 and then just T3 or T3X. Yep. So uh, there's a lot more T3s than TAC A1s. Yep. Um, no big surprise there, but that's how they – they break down. Uh, any thoughts on that? You're running a TAC A1. You're one of yeah. those statistics. Yep, yep. So running the TAC A1, um, I mean, I, I originally bought that to start in production and carry through into open. Um, mm-hmm. And and looking back, you know, even I sometimes wish oh, it would have been good to have the T3X um, just to bang around in production and then try and pick a, a chassis that really, you know, okay. pick something yep. afterwards. Um, That's an interesting comment. So you you would have preferred to have gone with something a little bit more standard. 
like a CTR or something like yeah. that. And then probably and, have and then, the options. I mean, I still have the options now, but, but you've, you've invested in that chassis. I've invested that you've in got. that chassis. Yeah, yeah, yeah I so, got it. Yeah, got it. Um, and now that I've painted it, it's lost all its value. So, <laughs> <laughs> or it's increased. Anyway, uh, well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Interesting to know, particularly for new shooters, that maybe uh, going down the CTR option is yep. really. Really good way of doing things. Yeah, keep your options open for, for a chassis mm. afterwards. Yeah. Uh, only one model from Surgeon, from Stiller, from Steyr, from Seiko. Uh, we've got the RPRs for make up the majority of Ruger, although there's one American Predator. I think I know who that might be mm-hmm. um, in production. Uh, the Remingtons are 700, of course. Uh, Morsingfield is one. Manil, the S2S is one, which would be Nick. Uh, the Lithgow, LA105, uh, the Impact. Uh, now we've got some uh, data discrepancy here. Uh, I will have to update that. It looks like there's a, one of the Surgeon models is in under impact. Anyway, we'll get that fixed up on the graphs that you guys are looking at. Um, so Surgeon have two models, I think one of each or two, two of, a couple of that. Just the one Impact model um, is there. Power 1500, of course, the Gap Tempest, uh, Desert Tech SRS, Defiance Deviant, Curtis Custom Vector, uh, the Bighorn, um, the HMRs from Bagara, and then a bit of a breakdown with the AIs, the AXs, and then the ATs as well. Mm. The data in 2018 was not so, uh, not so clear. Uh, there is probably a few... Uh, well, Tigger picked up overall, so there's probably a few less TAC-A1s, but there's more T3Xs, so yep. I think your your theory um, has been worked out by some others this year. Yeah. <laughs> You've just gone, and so they've probably jumped into that, yep. into that. But it could also be financial, just guys sort of not spending as much money on it. Yeah, that is, yep. Yeah, it. maybe spending a bit more on the scope. That could be a factor. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's where we sit uh, for action models. Let's flick on over to barrels. Barrels. So um, again, we get dominated a fair bit here by the uh, by the ticker because of so many tickers and yep, yep. People don't really change them around. You're worried if it was the other way around, wouldn't you? Mm. But uh, it, can you see what what brand that is? Because yeah, so is that Martin? Gonna, yeah, that well, is. I was going to ask you. I should have. I should have made you guess. Guess who was the number one uh, aftermarket barrel manufacturer? Does that surprise you at all? That's Bartline. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, who would you have guessed? I probably would have guessed Proof. Okay. Um, proof or Swan? Just because I oh, yeah. I hear yeah. a lot more about them. Like yep. just you know with chit chat around the place than I than I do Bartline. Uh, so Proof is second for aftermarket. Yep. Um, currently, we, we've it's pure purely on numbers. AI is next, but again, I think that's linked to how many AIs are out there being run. Uh, Hauer and then Ruger uh, as well. So yep. yeah, they're, they're the ones to be expected because of the the bulk of the factory guns. But then Proof is in behind that. We go to Krieger, um, and then Swan. Swan's in behind that for the aftermarket stuff, and then then dribble down to sort of. One or two um, people using using the rest of them. So nice big spread. There's a lot of different barrel manufacturers being made there, and, and I think you know often get asked what what barrel do I use or this or that, and you mate just piece of conduit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good. If it's a good brand, good quality brand, and then they they've got a good reputation. Generally, yep. you you can't go too wrong. Yeah, mm. I remember having um, I think it was on a podcast when we talked about it, where it's like 
really availability and customer service yeah. is probably what you want to look for. Yeah. 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 Good. If you're a good name and good reputation, then click down yep. to those two and get yourself sorted out as the buttons are done. I think there's an element here that as well that PRS is still relatively young in this country. Mm, definitely. And I think that you will find that even if those tickers remain fairly dominant, you will get more and more guys move into open sort of stuff. Yep. And so we, we've certainly seen that there's a lot more guys in open than, than production. Like the, the, the production to open ratio for 2020, now there's a lot less in production comparative to the 2019 ratio of the same numbers. So yep. uh, that's, um, yeah, that's uh, interesting to see and you see that that, Unrestriction of gear become a little bit more of a factor, mm. not a factor in results particularly, more of a factor in this sort of data type thing. And so I think we will see that the the, the amount of people running a ticker barrel will drop. Not necessarily the amount of people running a ticker action, yep. but as these guys replace that, yeah, there's probably people who have been shooting for a couple of years who haven't shot enough rounds yeah. through their two to three to replace the barrel <laughs> on it, um, or whatever it may be. Yeah, well, I know I'll probably be up for a barrel soon. So yeah, yeah, yeah last year about a season, but you you shot quite a few matches. Yeah, yeah that that thing's still and rattling bullets down there though. That's practice, all right. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and practicing, you're at a club shooting yeah. regularly and stuff. Whereas yeah, that's a true. couple of you know, number of other guys might shoot two or three big matches a year. Yep. They're still on their original barrel though they were running, but it's That's probably it. coming time. Mm. Yeah, if they're going to shoot this season, they'll probably start thinking about that. Mm. Um, last year, very very similar story. Um, tickers, you know, dominating for that. But number one uh, aftermarket barrel was uh, Bartline. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind that was Madco, and then Swan Krieger, um, then Accuracy International. Proof were there was oh, one or maybe two people running a proof. The year yep. before, so while proof was down, uh, as far as you were, you know, you were thinking proof might be number one. They're not number one, but they have grown yeah. significantly in their market share. Yep. Yeah, which is, uh, yep, it's just the way it is. The way it is. Good stuff. All right, we're moving through this. We're getting there. We're sorry it's not quite as a stupid and. Ga- I mean, we could just do a bit of. Impact. Yeah, there we go. A few, a few gags to keep people awake. <laughs> <laughs> blank look on my face. <laughs> what, right, what, is, what is he doing? What's going on there? Uh, we are onto stocks and chassis. So these are these are put in together. Um, yep. Number one by a fair bit, um, even taking into account all the factory options, KRG. Yeah. By they've got twenty two percent of the market somewhere yep. in there twenty one twenty two. Um, are you surprised, Andy? Not not. Too surprised. I would have thought the MDT uh, would have been up there. MDT and Masterpiece Arms would have been up there. Okay, a bit higher with them. But I yeah. think uh, I think couple. I could think a couple of things. MDT there. Uh, what is it? A double C. Yep. That really only started hitting. Yeah, that's true. Through this year. Yep. Uh, and I think that you might. I think that that number will be up. Definitely. Uh, this yep. year coming, I think more guys have moved across to that. Um, they present. Excellent value, um, and I think that KRG, um, with with Delta's involvement in the series, have mm-hmm. been front center with the KRGs. Um, yep. And and the, the thing is that the KRGs will represent both the Bravos, which I think I, I don't know what the next slide's going to have for us, but I think that the Bravos are going to play a, a fair part of that factor yep. in that yep. for bumping those numbers up. Which you know, MPA don't have that cheaper option. Mm. That will give them that 
that percentage. Yeah, as a factory package. Mm. Yeah. So I think, uh, oh, fa- yeah, yeah, you're right. In production, you can find KOGs in production uh, because of that, mm. which is probably why we, the tickers in there and the, the howers, there's probably not very many hower stocks. There's one. So it'd be, yeah, someone using just a generic hower stock, but there is a whole stack of KOGs in, which are still yep. classed as production. Uh, number, number one stock this year was Macmillan. Um, interestingly enough, hmm. um, yeah, manners. Uh, let's bring up the, the, the ones from last year. The I've got to find the there we go stock manufacturer yes yeah, manners were were the number one out of everything last year mm. I think I don't think manners got gotten bad or anything I think guys have moved from yep um, from stocks to chassis yep I think with with Arca rails and a few other bits and pieces there has been much more and that's why the KRGs are up I mean the the MPAs are up MBTs are they're, they're all Increased in their in how many are being run, mm. um, perhaps perhaps at the cost of manners, and Macmillan have probably uh, stayed somewhat static. I'm just trying to see. Yeah, very very similar. Maybe up a little bit. Maybe because of the um, the A10, that smaller yep. sort of stock. But um, that's where I think uh, now. What things could change is that T- TCS is that. I think that's the name, the Manners TCS stock, the one that we looked oh, at the one in the that last released, episode. Yeah. yeah, that looked that, nice. That I mean, I, so I looked at that. I'm going, oh, I wonder if I can get one of them painted in rainbow colours. <laughs> um, but the the uh, yeah, I think that that may may throw a few people mm. back. But I know mm. a number of guys have gone from Manners from stocks to chassis, not because they're unhappy with Manners, just that that yep. fallen in do love. You, do you find there's um, like I noticed like from the all the more of the traditional looking stocks. Yep. There was a strong trend towards chassis. Oh, yeah. Do you think now it's starting to taper back towards the the stock sort of look, but still has the internal chassis? Uh, um, I think we we I think we're at a point now where there's the products, particularly that TCS, mm. and then um, you know, that's probably the the one where we might see a little trend back if we look back on the 2020 numbers, although yep. I don't know what the timeframes and delivery schedules of those yeah, TCSs sure. are, whether or not we got to wait another. Yeah, they're released now like, yep. like the ACCs were. And we'll see some, but but we've got to wait another year to That's start it. seeing really reflected in the numbers. Yeah. And all the people who have just invested in a, in a car, you know. Yeah. <laughs> a KG or a chassis of some sort, yeah, they'll probably want to get a year or two out of it. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so in behind that, AI, obviously with the, with their, their, you know, running quite a few uh, AIs in the mix of things. And then um, there's a few more options with the chassis as well. And they have just released their new, or well, no, releasing, or I couldn't find a lot of details on them, but they're mm. coming. They're coming, I guess. And so we will see um, some more from them perhaps. Uh, tickers are, are down, but they're the sort of the next in line. No big surprises there. The Ruger or the MDTs are Rugers. Um, yeah, so really a big swing towards chassis yep. with KRG leading the charge, Masterpiece Arms and then MDT. All right, we'll oh, flick. Yeah, yeah, well, I was just thinking like, because there's so many other options, well, like accessories, you might say, coming out with those things, mm. like all the array oh, yeah. of barricade stops, different supports, attachments. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's yeah. just yeah. That, 
that certainly certainly has affected. Let's flick across to the next because it might give some clarity around a couple of a couple of questions. This is this is probably the, the the most heavy in terms of information. This is by model. So let's flick up to yeah KRG. So number one was the whiskey three, it's the most popular one by yep. Taking about eleven percent of all the shooters, but the Bravo is at eight percent. Yeah, so it is it is right up there. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, right up there. And um, oh, yeah, good chassis. Great, yeah, mm. great option. Hey, great option. And the fact that it's production scale, a production level sort of thing, um, no, no big surprise. X Ray is not far behind it as well. Oh, there is a KDX. Yeah, there is. Just a wondering about that one. KDX, yep. but but just the one. Yep. So tickers, tickers, another interesting break, uh, breakdown. Uh, very few ticker. Standard stocks. The, the CTRs are mm. spelled out differently and the TAC A1. TAC A1 definitely has the dominance. Yep. So a lot of these T3s that are being run are in something else. Yes. Yep. Yeah, which is no big surprise but that's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like people have bought them to, to start off with and then um, progressed into a different chassis which is which is good. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's the way the MDT, we've got a, an Oryx, a HS3, a bunch of EWS and a bunch of ACCs. I think yep. that we will see that all shift towards the ACC. Yep, definitely. There's a split on the McMillans, uh, MPAs. Um, yeah, majority of them are the competition ones. And Manners, T5, T4, XRS. You reckon any more foundations coming out? Yeah, I think I think if they got to, like, I mean, they just struggle struggle to keep up with supply in the US oh, at right. present. So, yeah, okay. yeah, I think that's really the case. All right, mm. on to the next one: triggers, triggers. Here we go. Okay, no big surprise. Number one is ticker. Yep. Mm. What? Uh, where do we go from there, mate? From there, we're probably looking at a trigger tech. So. Mm-hmm. They've got the um, the diamond, don't they? Is that the diamond? I I'm not going to say I'm familiar with the uh, the model numbers or names. I'm yeah. just I don't know why yeah, I don't no, know that's that. That's all right, but yeah, Trigger Tech's up there. Um, I know Timney's been around for a long time, so Trigger Tech's at uh, Jules up there as well. Jules actually matching t- Trigger Tech. Where are they? There. Oh, there. just there. Yep. I yeah. should look at the whole graph. <laughs> <laughs> Minor, minor <laughs> details, but yeah, Jewel, yep. so Jewel was, was the highest aftermarket trigger last year yep. and uh, seemingly has dropped down a little bit um, and, and probably given that given that over to Trigger Tech. Uh, mm. Trigger Tech has more than uh, about doubled what, what they had last year. So more and more of those, yep. um, which is interesting to see. Um, of course, Ruger, Ruger present there. They were present last time. Timney, Timney holding very the fort very similar, a little bit more in Timney, just a touch. Yeah, to be honest, I haven't. I mean, I've just got a uh, an aftermarket trigger for mine for mm-hmm. the Tika. Yeah, I went with a Timney. Um, didn't really look around at the other brands too much. Yeah, okay. just just went into the shop and I said, <laughs> oh, I'll grab that one. <laughs> it's good. It's what they had. So, and and have you been playing with it a lot? I did play with it a little bit. Yeah, the adjustments work pretty well. Good. Um, yeah, it's nice. Good. So yeah. you like it. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Well, that's what we want to see. Uh, nice. Um, anything a- else you've mentioned? The there? AIs have their um, their yeah. special triggers, don't they? AI triggers. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
Um, oh, yeah, because they, they would have had the competition triggers this year round. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but again, AIs, AIs. Uh, it's just that that's what they're running. Um, Howard Rigger again, yeah, normal sort of stuff. little bit of showing from Bix and Andy, but it's really Timney, Trigger Tech and Jewel hmm. aftermarkets. They're, they're the ones that are... Showing up the most. All right, uh, scopes. So here we go. Now we're getting into the oh, serious. Ter- <laughs> here we get into the serious territory of. Uh, all right, by scope manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, well, Night Force are uh, uh, way up there. Are up there. Yeah, forty-two, forty-three percent. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're dominating, and and uh, we will have this breakdown by models in a second. Uh, in second place, uh, Vortex, um, same as last year. Vortex have dropped a little bit, um, come down, um, and probably been picked up about the same by mm. the the Night Forces. Third, uh, Bushnell. Bushnell have lost some ground, uh, just a little bit. Um, yep. one or two. You were running a Bushnell, weren't you? Still am. Still are. Yeah. Still are. Okay, you'll be representing. Can uh, I get a free vortex? <laughs> <laughs> Carlos has, uh, has picked up. He might be able to win one this year. Yeah. Uh, Carlos has picked up uh, a little hmm. bit of uh, market share there as well. Uh, Burris. Uh, Burris about the same yep. um, as the 2018. Schmidt and Bender. Um, oh, Schmidt and Bender aren't on the list. <laughs> Schmidt and Bender have dropped off. Right, they were. They had a bit of a. They were in about fifth last year, and they've they've gone, which is not a massive surprise. Uh, this is uh, Ath- Athlon are there only just. Um, they've dropped off again. March is about the same. Steiner is uh, about the same as well. Yep. So. Um, Tangent Theta, I think, is a new entry for this year. Um, yeah, mm. we've probably actually dropped a couple of brands. No Trigicon, no Minox, uh, no Zeiss. It's probably mm. really started to focus down um, into the, the, the core guys who make various yep. sort of style setups. Yeah, a bit more tailor-made. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon there will be a zero comp on the next I think there will year? be. Yeah, yep. I think we'll see a zero comp in there. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll, we will mm. see um, because what, what – if you follow the US series, if you have followed the US series over the years, um, this stuff is scopes are fickle. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> um, some people are very much uh, assigned to their brand and, and aligned with it and love it, which is mm. excellent. But what you do find is that someone um, will bring out a new model, and it'll be a an it's sort of like this this um, uh, leapfrogging. Yep. So you know, the, the latest and greatest really that's relevant to our sport um, that is that is proven uh, is the 7 of 35 ATAC cars. From which we, uh, yep. let's, let's jump across to the models because yep. we've got that here, stock by model. Uh, we, we kept some better data this year. So the ATAC R is the, is the, the number one and by, yep. a, by a fair way. Yep. Pure on breakdown there at… 29%. 29% of the, the market and, and nothing else. The closest behind that is sitting on just over 10%. So they're, they're three times, mm. nearly three times the most popular scope. And most of those are the 735s. And then what will happen at some point, one of the, the bigger brands, um, Carlos Vortex, um, Bushnell, um, um, Let's let's go with those. I'm yep. just, I'm, uh, Baris XTR3 is a contender. There's probably three or four brands there that that could bring something out. Yep. 
that would then leapfrog that. And everyone, you know, not everyone, but a bunch of people will shift across to yeah. to whatever it is. And then that sort of ebbs and flows a little bit. Now, it's going to have to be pretty good to knock a, the mm. 7 by 35. Um, that's a, an excellent scope for this type of shooting. So yeah. it will be interesting to see what happens this year. I, mean, I find scopes one of the most interesting one to see what watch it go around. And, and you have seen like when uh, the 2000 well, 2013 reports came out from, mm. from PRS over in the US. Schmidt and Bender were number one. Yeah, right. And, and now they barely make yeah, it yep. onto the list. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting to see. And uh, and you'll, you'll see as you, you can tie it in with the models as someone doesn't release a model like um, – Vortex, for example, the 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 Razor, good scoped, and the Gen Two, the Four and a Half Twenty Seven, but it, it has been that scope for a long time as their flagship. Now mm. they just released the One to Ten Gen Three. Yep, not particularly relevant to our sport, but you know, I don't have any inside information. I wish I did. I really <laughs> wish I did. Yeah. But you can join some dots here, and there's a Gen Three that's come out. So at some point, at some point, they're going to have to release a Gen Three flagship model. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see what that is, and 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 you could see that that may, yeah, you know, that needs a, a refresh, and and mm. perhaps that that picks up some some steam. So yeah, that's mm. it. The right the right features at the right price point could definitely jump up. Who knows? Or Carles might up their um, their magnification scale or something along those lines. Mm. We, we we don't know. Yep. Uh, we don't know. Zero compromise. Everyone might get flushed with cash and all by zero compromise, and that might oh, be yeah. up there. We will see. <laughs> or or not, not to discredit, Night Force might bring something else out that and just keep, that enhances keep dominating. on what they're yeah. they're doing, and and away they go. Yeah, it's it's up for debate. Although you know, generally your research and production cycles yep. are going to say that this is going to be an every couple of years type thing, but. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Um, what is interesting from this this model breakdown is the Viper uh, PST was one of the well, probably the most popular like, mm. tier two scope, I guess yep. we'd, we'd call it. Um, you know, commonly found in production and, and still commonly taken through yeah. into open. Plenty of guys in open were running them. Um, that's sitting over ten percent. That's the second most popular scope overall, which is no surprise for the for the dollars for sub two thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, I, I reckon. Not a scope. I reckon. Um, you know, it's almost it's pretty well on par with my XRS. Yeah, like just um, which is which is great. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, yeah, behind that the the razor the, the razor Gen two mm. uh, was the, the next one in line. From there, dropped down to a night force NXS, which um, I think people have them and yep. and then bring them across more so than buying them for for this. Uh, Carla's behind that. There was certainly good good uptake in Carla's. Um, I think there was a few March in there as well. Uh, Baros XTR2, and then, then we get into a – I mean, there's just mm. so many scopes here, so many different – one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm just going to count it out loud to everyone listening. Um, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. <coughs> about 28, near, near on 30 different, different yep. models of scope. Yep. Yeah, and it's just so many different variations. So many different variations. What do you reckon? Do you re- well, I reckon uh, Leopold's maybe going to drop off the mark this year. I mean, they did bring out one. Um, yeah, they. they which I, th- I think they've like tried to incorporate a lot of the features. Well, John that, Pinch is running a Leopold. Yep. 
and and obviously doing extremely well. But John Pinch would do anything, you know, a toilet roll, he'd be fine. <laughs> um, he and so I think that um, they probably have a, a product that does well. Mm. Just they haven't brought it to market here. Yep. I think one of the other factors, um, one of the, the other big factors in all of this stuff, solid gear. So yeah, the Night Force, the 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 Vortex, the Carles. The Burris, all solid gear in the various price points and really good at what they do. And they also have a practical presence of these matches, either through sponsorship yep. um, or, or, or in sponsorship in that regard, but also um, in they have people on the ground at the matches, yep. um, supporting the matches, shooting the matches in stage officer manner or whatever it may be. Mm. And so they are giving back to the community. They're... Yep. Um, they're involved, and so that's where I think that you see we see it with we, we overall we've been talking about the AI picking up. You know, they put a team in, they promote the team. The guys are on there talking about, the, and they're performing well with, with yep. the equipment. So you see the guys who are performing well with the various gear, and and that tends mm. to do that. And that's where for Leopold, who have got one scope in the in the mix of things. They'd need to do some work. It's not going to come yep. to them. They'd need yeah, to do it. some work um, to make that happen. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's uh, that's that's my take on it. Um, mm. Yeah, see see how we go. There's even a few. I, I don't know the prices of all of these scopes, but I reckon the Diamondback Tactical from Vortex um, is probably the cheapest cheapest scopes in there. And and they work well. They're sort of five or six hundred dollars scopes. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, um, I haven't played with a uh, Bushnell Forge before, but they're yeah. Are they meant to be the yeah Bushnell's they, entry level I, as well. I I'll admit I don't know the model numbers uh, the model names very well with the Bushnell series. Um, yep. So let's let's just get a price on that. That maybe I, th- I think the Forge is is the cheap like sort their, of yeah. Well, they, uh, their Diamondback sort of no. I I would. Have to. Uh, I'm just looking here at Magnum Sports. We've just punched in Forge series. Uh, they're all thousand dollars plus. Oh, right. So the, the, they're twice the price okay. of the Diamondbacks. So sure. I'm pretty confident to say the Diamondbacks are the cheapest ones there. Yep. Um, interesting to see. Yep. Uh, Don't that. listen to me. Oh, no, yeah. listen to you. <laughs> um, just, you know, fact check. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just looking look what else is interesting there of the XTR two uh, XTR threes only came out late this year. Um, first one was used at Biggerton, um, so obviously a couple there. That they're going to be the Burris shooters. I don't think anyone beyond the the team Burris guys have actually been able to get one at this stage. Yep. Um, hmm. Hmm. Very good. Uh, again, only only one of the NX eights in, but um, I suspect that's because uh, they're they're not. That I think the NX eights we'll, we will see an improvement on uh, there. I think we will um, we will see more of the XTR threes in the mix. I think we will see some more of the K five two fives. There's only one of those in there. Um, yeah, anyway, mm. that's the ones I think we might see some more of. Anything more on scope, Sandy? No, I'm just getting blurry now. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It's a focus joke. Yep. Well done. <laughs> Okay, muzzle brakes. Oh, wow, there's a few options here. Uh, Where's the chode? Where's the chode at? <laughs> well, funnily enough, you mentioned the chode. Uh, APA, APA uh, number one. 
they yep. make they make the chode. Yeah. So APA number one, um, no big surprise there. Oh, I should have. That's what we we forgot to do with the scopes. We forgot to have a look at where it was. I oh, know we did look at the previous year. My bad. It was just forever ago. Uh, we haven't looked at the muzzle brakes compared to the previous year. Let's yep. look at that. So muzzle brakes. Um, this. This is interesting. I found some interesting information here, Andy. Uh, last year, the most popular muzzle brake was none. Well, about twenty-eight percent of everyone—that's unfortunate—used no muzzle brake. Gee, must have been <laughs> pleasant to shoot. <laughs> uh, and then in twenty nineteen, uh, um, the none category, so Ooh. no one running it, yeah. was about sixteen percent. So. Pretty so probably one of the biggest drops we've seen in any category. Where's that? Uh here. None. Oh there. None. Yep. Um yeah, one of the biggest there. drops we've seen in any category. Um yeah, from twenty-five-ish, no, twenty-eight percent down to sixteen. Yep. Yeah, so muzzle brakes are uh, are a thing now. Yeah, I reckon that will drop a lot more as well. Probably I down to five percent. Think you're right. Yep. Uh the APA. <laughs> APAs were um, we're on eighteen percent, nineteen percent, eighteen percent, and have gone up to twenty six as the the leading one. Mm-hmm. Um, no big big surprise there. Terminator we're on about twelve, thirteen percent, and have dropped down to about ten now. With Aerial four one nine, they had one muzzle break in twenty eighteen recorded. Yep. they now have seventeen. 18% of the market. Yep. They're the second most popular muzzle brake. Yep. Uh, that's, well, I, I just that's said that. I, I was going to say, not, none is the biggest drop, but uh, <laughs> no, 419, Area 419 has been the biggest improvement um, yep. that I recall. Wow. Okay. Well, good Good on them. Terminator comes in third, so they haven't lost a huge amount of ground or anything on those lines. Uh, ticker, this is an interesting one. Uh, ticker were on 8% and uh, they've dropped to a single percentage um i'm not sure if they've got a big a big range of brakes either i think it's just the one i think they've got the one and and it's not great yeah it's yeah they're 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 not putting money into researching quality brakes other people are they're they're building their they're building their guns obviously because they're you know they're dominating that space for us uh ticker badger badger still present with us badger looked to have dropped off um it's interesting because a muzzle brake is is at that price point. What's muzzle brakes? Couple hundred bucks, generally speaking. Yeah, yep. It's that price point where well, I think this will change a lot from year to year. It's not like yep. it's a, a a scope. Well, scope scope people they retain their value fairly well. Whereas uh, yep. this is not like some things um, that will just change very slowly. These will you'll have entire brands drop out because something new came out. Yeah, that's it. People be like, "Oh, yeah, that came out. I'll jump on that and try yep. that." And yep, yep. someone gets one sure. off a prize table, goes, "Oh, this is this is amazing. It was really, really good." And then all these people going from none to 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 muzzle brake will jump on board yeah. with that. Yep. Uh, we pretty much um, we see uh, from there on in. Um, we have Ruger, of course, uh, with their stuff. Uh, Accuracy International again, factory, and then we just have sort of like twos and threes of yep. just. All sorts of uh, ones, ones, twos, and threes of all sorts of brands. Mm. Um, 
Cadex, uh, GCPD, Grizzly, Group Solutions, Ignition Custom, HSS, uh, Inside Arms, Lithgo, MBM, MBM, MDA, MPA, OSS, Precision Armaments, Tika, TSC, Unknown. There's a few in Unknown. That's me. I had I had one. Was that? Did you write eBay? Yep. Okay. I'm like, I looked at it. I'm like, who is this idiot? eBay don't <laughs> make brakes. You can buy one on there, but. Anyway, it was you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was me. Yeah. Makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It hasn't fallen off I know. Yet. I'm, not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not complaining that you bought a, a break off eBay. I'm not saying it's the smartest idea you've ever had, but I'm not complaining. Yep. Just don't call it an eBay break. Oh, you know oh. what's going to happen now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Every break that <laughs> people enter in their thing is going to be, oh, yeah, no, I had an eBay break yeah, just yeah. to piss Rusty off. Yeah, that's it. You watch fair, next fair year. Play. Next year there will be an eBay category. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. All right. Excellent. Uh, other accessories that are relevant. Uh, bipods. Yep. Bipods. Uh, so this year compared to previous years, uh, number one bipod was? Probably still looking at the Atlas, would you? Atlas and then Harris. It was Atlas. Uh, let's – here we go. I'm looking at the old chart for barrel, um, but, um, brass manufacturer. That's not useful. Uh, okay, Atlas. Atlas was uh, just over forty-five percent. Yep. Just, just a little under that this year. Uh, Harris. Uh, Harris is basically about the same. Um, yep. About thirty-four, maybe thirty-three percent this time around. Yep. Uh, the new entry in there is a Skypod. Um, no big surprise to have seen mm. that take up. Uh, Accuracy International are there, obviously, you know, with whatever whatever they produce. I haven't even seen what they've got. Yeah, uh, and so they are sitting, you know, they're sitting in line with what yep. their factory guns are. Um, Accutac, that's the that's the gnarly-looking one, isn't it? Yeah. It's got all that. Yeah, that's dropped yeah. down a little bit. A uh, few, few people have moved those on, probably to make way for the Skypods. Yep. Um, the Versapods are gone and the Harris clones are about what they were the previous year. Yep. Um, people people will learn. People will learn. Don't get mm. yourself a Harris clone or anyway, that's uh, that's just the way. Um, so not not a massive difference. I think that uh, this year we will see a big difference in the Skypod. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yep. yeah that was on about 5% of the competitors, 6% of the competitors. Yep. Um, I reckon Skypod will jump up to about 20%. Oh, he's putting numbers on it. Yeah, yeah. Just because, right. like, a lot of people, like, I've got an Atlas, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to get rid of it. I'm going to hold on to it. It's obviously, yeah, 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 it's yeah. obviously yeah. a good bipod. And, and but, yeah, sometimes they, they're quite useful. Yeah. yeah. Um, You'll get then, a Skypod at some yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, got one. Got one. Yeah. Got one. So I think, I, I, I actually would probably suggest they're going to go higher. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. I, think, I think they're going to be pushing 25, yep. 30%. I think they, uh, and I think that they will, um, they will knock out some of the other uh, brands. Yep. Uh, like I, th- I think Attack might be uh, might be out of that, mm. um, and then we'll we'll see a reduction in Atlas and a reduction in Harris. I think that you will find that those those balances between Harris and Atlas. I don't think that they will um, they will change a lot. Like it's not going to wipe out all the Atlases, or it's not no, going to wipe no. out all the Harris. I think that that'll be just reduced because uh, yeah, there's probably there's probably room for three mm. uh, there. Hmm. Anyway, hmm. all right, good. Uh, we are on to ballistics apps. Ballistics apps. Uh, so, having a look at last year as well. Number one this year. Yeah. Applied ballistics. Doesn't surprise me. 
It's been mm. around for a while. It's got the, the versatility of the, yep. the Kestrel and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Kestrel is listed separately in this in this uh, options here. Now that's one thing oh, that yeah. we may. This data here <laughs> may be skewed because someone. It's possible mm. that someone has selected apply ballistic, saying, "Oh, that's what's in my Kestrel," rather than selecting the Kestrel option. Uh, because I guess you could get a Kestrel that doesn't have. Applied yeah, but the Kestrel models are actually listed here for yeah, okay. for that. So yep. this this data may be not. Yeah, I'm just I'm going to put that out as a bit of a disclaimer that I actually don't think that many people, thirty two percent, thirty three percent, use Applied Ballistics as an app on their phone. Mm. I think that a majority of those people, or at least say half, uh, and this is all speculative. There's no data on this now, but I think that a bunch of those guys use applied ballistics in a Kestrel mm. and they've just nominated that down. But anyway, they, second second in, in line is the Kestrel 5700 and Strelok. Yep. Um, no big surprises there. So I, I think I, uh, I'm going to go out and say that I think Kestrel 5700 is actually the number one mm. and you take a bunch off of applied ballistics, throw it on the Kestrel 5700 and that would probably leave Strelok in second place. Yep. Uh, ballistics Arc in third, uh, Ballistics AE in fourth, assuming all, I don't know where applied ballistics keeps back in. But anyway, uh, then Hornady uh, in there as well and then you get sort of a, a couple in the 4500s from Kestrels, uh, Tresol, um, that's about it. Last year, uh, very similar results. We didn't have, again, uh, sorry, we, we did have Kestrel, um, but Applied Six was listed one. Um, May, probably didn't make that connection last year. Strelok in second, Geoballistics in third, Kestrel in fourth. So Kestrels are certainly picked up mm. um, overall. Uh, none. There was quite a few. There's 10% last year. We've gone down to a single shooter has had no Ballistics app. Mm, it's running um, El Natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, wonder how that's worked out for him. Mm. Do you do you remember in Buck and well, it was Dave Dave Acker? Yeah, said a comment. And I can't quite remember how he how he put it. Okay, I've, I reckon I've got a um, a vague idea. Do you remember what it was? No, I don't, well, I don't remember what but, you're referencing. Oh, when he was talking about we, – we were talking about um, like ballistic apps and like the Kestrel and stuff. And I'm pretty sure he said something along like, oh, yeah, the Kestrel, a $1,500 $1, dollar solution to tell you you're still one click off or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I really take from that is that you can't do a Canadian accent. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Canada Air. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, like, not that I'm – I can't either. No, I'm not no. even going to try. It, I shouldn't have tried. No, you, <laughs> no, you should have. That's great. It's going to be like there's going to be one of these buttons. It's just you, yeah, yeah. you saying something Canadian with a. Anyway, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I do remember him saying something along those lines. Yeah. Um, oh, fifteen hundred dollar solution to tell you still one click off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's certainly a reason that yeah. I, I suspect they are the number one here yeah. uh, for good reason. For they good do reason. Work well. Mm, but Dave's a 
Funny bloke. All right, on to a little bit of reloading, just finishing this up. We've got a couple of categories left. Uh, we are on to projectiles, number one projectile for the year. Quantity. Uh, no big surprise there. Um, what's interesting is that burgers were a little more available this year than yep. they were the previous year. Yep. Um, not completely, but but more. Mm. Uh, and Hornady still number one. In fact, Hornady picked up ground. They were at thirty eight percent, and they are now forty five percent. That got taken. Burger picked up as well. Um, I think we've seen a couple of other options drop off, but Burger picked up as well. They they ticked over twenty percent mark. Uh, Sierra fifteen uh, percent. They picked up as well. Mm. Nosla are the one who have really suffered here. They were on about thirteen percent. Have dropped down to about eight. Um, Nosla were the ones who suffered, and Lapua suffered as well. They were again mm. about nine percent and dropped down to about five. So. Yeah, we see some drops in there. About the same for the HPC, which is the the Optimus, uh, which is um, the thirty cow. Uh, they only make the one. Um, Federal made an entrance. Federal projectiles, uh, which they do make projectiles, although they're more hunting. So mm. not sure. Maybe someone's using Federal factory ammo and forgotten to actually look at which projectile. <laughs> it is possible. Yep. Yeah, it's possible. So. Anyway, um, so Hornady con- continues its run. We have dropped out uh, Remington, uh, Norma, DTAX. Uh, that's where some of those uh, – yeah, so there's a few less options. We're, we're sort of consolidating down to a few yeah. key brands. But yep. Hornady retain its dominance. I think I think they make for their price bracket, um, they, they do really well. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they make a really good projectile and they're relatively inexpensive. Yep. Comparative, uh, not talking about the A-tips, of course, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but everything else. That's it. What are you running? Hornady. Hornady. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think for me it sort of came down to uh, availability because I know mm. when I when I was looking around at the burger and the nozzle and stuff, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I know the burger's sometimes hit and miss to, to get. True. And, um, yeah, I just wanted that, you know, and yeah, I wanted to be able to rock up and get a packet any time. Perfect. Perfect. Mm. All right. Uh, last one. We're under the last one. Uh, brass. Uh, oh, no, second to the last one, sorry. Brass. Uh, brass manufacturer, number one this year, Lapier at 45%. La- number one last year, Lapier at 46%. Gee, I don't have that much money. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty uh, pretty consistent. Yeah. The next yep. one's a bit of a mover, though. What's in, what's in next? Yeah, well, Hornady this year is up at around 26 27%. And uh, yeah, it was way down last year. Yeah, last year it was fourteen percent. Any yeah. uh, any ideas why? Have you got any guesses? I reckon the factory ammunition of six five crude. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. Uh, how many guys are running factory? Do you think a lot of guys are, or do you think yeah. they're shooting factory and then using that brass to reload? Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd say that's what I okay. did to start with. Yeah. Okay. So. Yep. Uh, I think with the six mil creed. Um, yep. they're, they're making a lot for that. Um, and, yeah, I think there have probably been a, a few factors like that. There's mm. been some bulk deals around uh, yep. for that. Um, yeah, so that's perhaps a little factor. And then and then the next highest is sitting on like 6%. It's uh, 8%. So it drops. Yeah. Uh, Hornady and Lapio are really dominating that. Norma, Norma have gone from 14%. Down. Now, wow. I don't know if you know much about this, but Norma uh, in 2019 
Uh, a lot of people were unhappy with him because of the whole prime MO situation. I'm oh, not sure if yep. you're on top of that or you're aware of that or you remember it, but I'm, you heard a little bit, but, but wasn't really. There was a, there was a big fallout between, uh, but uh, there, there was a big fallout, and it was against uh, Ruag and uh, Norma yep. is Ruag Brass, and they, they make Norma. I wonder, um, I wonder whether or not this reduction from fourteen percent down to three or four. Uh, has anything to do with that? Because I know a lot of guys who were in that, you know, mm. while we don't particularly shoot prime over here, it's a pretty tight community, and I know a lot of guys stopped buying yeah, that right. brass. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not going to say it all is, but I'm, I'm curious. I'd be, it'd be amazing to know yeah. if and how that, that had a direct effect on it. Uh, third, a third is ADI, uh, and that was fourth last year, so it's really Norma dropping out. A um, couple of names on there. Uh, or Peterson had dropped down from 5 to 1%. Um, Remington, oh, yeah, still still kicking around a little bit. Seiko still kicking yeah. around. Winchester picked up a little bit. Starline have entered the game, probably with uh, some cream or brass. Yeah. Uh, you think Star, Starline might grow a little bit this year? Uh, maybe maybe because of the, the dollars around it. Yep. Yeah, it's possible. So, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Uh, now, we did have one more result um, that we probably should have covered earlier in the scope side of things, but uh, I, we, we didn't, so there you go. Um, this is one of the things that I do keep track of, although, to be honest, I'm probably not going to keep track of any more because we're pretty much at a critical <laughs> mass with it. This was the MOA versus MIL, who was using what type of scenario. Last year, we had 80% of the shooters running MIL, 19% of the shooters running MOA and 1% of the shooters didn't know what they were running. Um, so they just put dash. Open site. Which uh, <laughs> I'm going to suggest that they didn't finish top 10. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so this year, 2019, there's been a bit of a change, changing of the guard. Uh, mm. We are at 94% running mill and uh, that would relieve 6%. Yep. Running MOA and all the responders to the uh, survey knew what they were shooting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> made it up. Yeah, Could it. have been made up, but uh, yeah. So we mm. are we are where where things were trending towards because I think if you look at the the early data from back at the PRI days, yep. you were about seventy percent MOA, thirty percent mill, yep. and that was two thousand sixteen. Yeah, it was really just starting to make a make an entrance then, wasn't it? Uh, here. Well, yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. But you're talking over, so it's 16, so from 17, 18 and 19, over three-year period, we've gone from majority MOA to virtually all mill. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah ain't, ain't nobody buying a scope for PRS in MOA. <laughs> I might do it just so I'm that one. <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? And then you'd, you'd do it, you'd, you'd check the stat. Yeah. You'd update your profile on PRS and then uh, you'd sell it and buy it. <laughs> I'd be that one guy. <laughs> you'd be that one guy, you would. Uh, anyway, so there's a few of the guys. Um, not, you know, we, we're not saying MOA is horrible or bad or anything along those lines. No. It just, it's not the flavour of the of the competition that we shoot. So mm. that's just why you don't see it. Yeah. That's the way. All right, mate, I think we're done. I think we've got Sweet. through them all. Um, there was a few little categories. So uh, let's 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 delve into the data just just very briefly because one of the categories we did last year and just is problematic. Did obtain some data on it this year, but it was bags. 
Oh, yeah. Now, yep. the problem with, with doing that is most people run multiple banks. Mm. Yeah. So this won't actually be out as a um, as a graph because it's just a little hard to uh, identify. But um, – How did you go – Go about it. Was it like pick your favorite bag? Yeah, oh, yeah. no, it wasn't pick your favorite. It should have been. That's probably what we should have done. But uh, it was uh, you put down the the bags you were using. Yeah. So I'm 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 having a quick look through here, and please you have a quick look through. Yeah, yeah. And this is the raw data here. But I'm seeing Armageddon gear a lot everywhere. Yeah. A lot of Armageddon gear. Um, I'm seeing some fair bit of low vis. Low vis would, yep. would be uh, ballparking a second in there. Uh, low vis, low vis, low vis. I'm seeing plenty of short action precision as yep. well. Not not in the scale we're seeing Armageddon um, gear yep. or low vis, but uh, plenty the, of that and plenty of wee bad. Yep. And then the odd tab. Yep. Tab, tab yep. around. There's a yep. couple of tabs in there. Um, I mean, this is highly accurate. We're literally just scrolling up and down on this yeah, sheet. Yeah. But uh, there's quite a few homemades in there. Um, Actually, the more I look, the more tabs I see. Yeah. One, two, yeah, yeah. three. Or five. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean not yeah. Huge amount of Armageddon gear. Yep. Uh lot I'm gonna I'm gonna say number one's Armageddon gear, number two's low vis gear, number three I'd be you'd have to be close between tab and short action. Weebad's in there a lot. Weebad's a small word. It doesn't stand out so much. You start looking for oh, Weebad. Oh, yeah. When you start s- looking at it. Yeah. You'll see. See, Armageddon gear stands out a lot because of the the the, the word, the word, yeah. you know, because it's two words. And Lovis gear's similar. It's that V draws your eye to it. Well done. Well done, Jimmy. Good good choice. <laughs> uh, but um, I'm I'm going to say Armageddon gear number one, Lovis mm. gear number two, <laughs> we bad number three, low, short action precision number four, tab gear number five, and and then then we've just, we've got some different things. We got a bit stoli yep. in there. We've got a um, we've got a bunch of homemades in there. Um, and as Lovis sort of sells Armageddon gear, doesn't he? They do. Although I think that people have responded because we see a lot here where they said. Armageddon gear and low vis gear, and I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't think people are confusing their game changers for a low vis gear bag. Yeah, yeah. I think they are. They're saying, "Hey, I use I use a game changer, and I use low vis for my rear bag, or I use short mm. action precision for my rear bag." Or and there's a lot of people here who have put three or four responses. Mm. What did um, I put? I don't know. Uh, no, I have, oh no, I do have names still attached to it. Um, uh, Armageddon low vis. Yeah, I'm again gear low vis. Yep. Yep. So yeah, there's a little bit of everything in there. Um, it's good. That's a very imprecise way of doing it, but mm. that's what we've done. What what I would do in I mean, in future this this data is collected through a different way this year, but um, uh, I would um, give people four <laughs> four options. Yep. Uh, and 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 ask them to in, put down what they're using and rank it in their preference. Perhaps. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Maybe you know what's what's their number one, what's their number two, maybe mm. maybe that sort of thing, and then and then wait the res- responses accordingly. Yeah, it'd be great to know because uh, then I guess you you could get stats on um like what style of bags you know a smaller rear, some sort of fortune yeah, or um, useful to know. Yeah. <laughs>
Andy's still learning how to use microphone. He was yeah, trying yeah. to talk inside of it. It still works. So, yeah, yeah. I can talk, talk in the arse end of it. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, good. Good. Anyway, that, right. that was the only thing we uh, we did miss out there on the bags. Um, all exciting stuff. Hmm. Uh, should we name the people who are using MOA still? No, no, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> let's not do that. Let's not do that. They will work it out all in good time. It's uh, as long as they're having fun. That's the main thing. All right, excellent, it's fantastic. Thanks, guys. Uh, cheers for listening, watching, whatever you're doing, and getting involved. Massive thanks to our Patreon supporters uh, for being involved. Uh, if you're not already involved in the Precision Rifle Series for 2020, uh, sorry, you can't be involved in Mildura. It's been, or you know, it can be involved as a stage officer, but it has yeah. sold for uh, for that. Um, so. Jump on board, become a member, get early access, and uh, we'll see you at Monado. Yeet. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics.